Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 8th of April. My name is Zara Seidler and helping me make sense of today's news is Sam Kozlowski. Making news today, a new vaccination hub in New South Wales. Pill testing in Victoria. Some good news about a new body image campaign. And a breakdown of the Ukraine-Russian border. Here's today's Daily Digest. Amid what seems to be thousands and thousands of stories about vaccines, the New South Wales government has announced plans to establish a mass vaccination hub that's set to administer half of the state's COVID-19 vaccinations. The facility will be in Homebush and it's planned to open in the next few months with the hopes of administering 30,000 doses per week. An additional 30,000 doses will also be delivered to over 100 state-run clinics. The Victorian coroner has made recommendations to the state government to introduce drug testing following the separate deaths of five men in Melbourne. Coroner Parisa Spanos said, quote, the successful operation of drug early warning systems internationally, coupled with submissions from those working in harm minimisation, demonstrated that these evidence-based interventions could save lives. Social Services and Women's Safety Minister Anne Rustin announced yesterday that the federal government will hold a National Women's Safety Summit on July 29th and 30th this year. This follows calls from Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk, who yesterday wrote to Prime Minister Scott Morrison asking for a National Women's Summit proposal to be placed on Friday's National Cabinet agenda. And today's good news. The Butterfly Foundation has launched their hashtag Everybody is Deadly campaign to support and encourage Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people to talk about body image and eating concerns. The initiative was created with the lived experience of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders at the forefront and is an important step to addressing the cultural barriers of receiving support. There's a story that needs to be on your radar, not necessarily because anything large has happened yet, but because it's a good one to get ahead of before anything does happen. What I'm talking about here is the Russian-Ukrainian border. We're talking about it this week because there are reports of a large gathering of Russian troops along the border, and Ukraine's National Security and Defence Council have reported up to 25,000 Russian troops have gathered on the border. There's obviously a really complex history in the Soviet Union, but to cover it off super quickly, here's some key points of background. Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union until 1991. Today, there's two very distinct parts of Ukraine. Eastern Ukraine, which largely identifies with Russia, and the rest of Ukraine, which sees themselves as part of Europe and part of the Western world. You might have heard of an area called Crimea. This was in the news a lot in 2014 between Russia-backed separatists and Ukrainian forces. One second there. Can you just explain what a separatist is? So in this case, a separatist is a pro-Russian Ukrainian who wants that part of Ukraine to be governed independently of the rest of the country. This gathering of troops on the border is really big news and the big governments of the world are responding accordingly. Last week, the US put its forces in Europe on higher alert than they currently are after reports emerged of the gathering and the EU today came out and said they have severe concern the Russian military activity surrounding the Ukraine is escalating. The big tension here that everybody's thinking about is between Russia and the US. So it's a little bit confusing when the Ukraine gets brought into the mix. Last month, President Biden called President Vladimir Putin a killer. President Putin returned the favour and called President Biden a killer. There's a theory that the build-up of troops on the Ukrainian border could be a retaliation to that sledge from President Biden. President Biden and the US government has pledged to stand with Ukraine here. So the fear is that Ukraine could become a battleground for the US-Russia tensions. 
Russia know that and have warned the US not to send troops to Ukraine. The temperature is very high. Unsurprisingly, Putin and the Russian government have denied any sort of attack is on the horizon, but they haven't denied troop movements because it's all over social media. There is plenty of footage of Russian tanks and Russian military stacked up on the border. So let's say that hypothetically Russian troops do move into the Ukraine. What happens next? Is this just a repeat of what we've seen earlier? The first thing we would be likely to see would be a condemnation from Europe because Ukraine is seen as a bit of a bridge between Russia and Europe and the European Union has made it very clear that they are not in favour of any tension in Ukraine, unsurprisingly. We'd probably see some sort of response from the US who would see it as an act of aggression against an ally of theirs. But most importantly, it's, it's highly likely we would see death and destruction in the conflict These are both quite well-stocked armies. And if history is anything to go by, it would be inevitable that casualties would appear on the battlefield. I think this is a really good example of a story that is important to get your head around before it breaks. This all might be a bit of a false alarm and Russian troops might retreat from the border. But in the case that it doesn't, it's good if we can understand what's going on. That's all we have time for today, but in the meantime, follow the day's news on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where over 100,000 Australians get their news throughout the day, and we'd love you to become part of the community.